Also want to ask them what are some of uh, some significant God moments they've had along the way uh, in their journey as Christians. And also uh, want to ask them if we get to it, what they feel God is challenging, challenging them about at the moment. Uh, but let's just start off just finding out a little bit about you guys. Maybe, Jane, you start. Do you want to just tell us who you are and maybe what you do during the week and yeah. some of your passions and that kind of stuff? Yeah, well, I'm Jane. That's who I am. Um, yeah, I moved here to Victoria a year and a half ago with my husband, Ryan, uh, for his work. Yeah, woohoo! <laughs> love you, baby. And... Um, yeah, I so, love you too. Yeah, Aaron loves you too. <laughs> we all love Ryan, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, um, so that's been a bit of a journey for me. I had to leave my job and family and friends and, and sort of start up a, a new life for myself here. And so that's still in the process. I'm studying interior design and um, do a bit of casual teaching. In my past life, I was a teacher at my university. So, um, yeah, do a bit of that on the side and some artwork and some interior design freelance work as well at the moment. So, yeah, just setting that up as a business and seeing where God's going to take it from there. And you almost finished your study, haven't you? Yeah, i got one month to go. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> Can't wait. If you yeah. need an interior designer, Jane, she's yeah. the way to go. Thanks for the plug. <laughs> What about you, Zed? Uh, well, I'll, let me first by start saying that Tom wants me to speak for him as well. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, well, my name is Zed, Zed Murray. Um, I'm married to Amber, my beautiful wife, Amber. And I have two, two sons, which are very challenging, to say the least. Uh, I'm, I, during the week, I do business coaching and consulting and some, some website building for my clients. Um, I've done a fair bit of work with our uh, fantastic uh, pastor, Stuart. So I've been with Stewie for quite some time. We went to school together. Um, so if you want to know anything about Stuart, the real Stuart, then you need to come and talk to me. <laughs> Just tell um, us now. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the dirt. Um, and obviously most of you know, I just uh, during the week, most mornings I'm out riding um, when I'm allowed. Um, Ooh. <laughs> not really. Uh, what, time, what time do you get up to go riding? Uh, normally uh, around half past five, quarter to six. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, so, uh, look, it's, it's all very good. We, we love it here at Bayside and... Um, you know, we um, certainly think it's uh, the best church in in Melbourne. Amen. Um, oh, Tom Prentice. Um, Chris is my wife. She's counting the money th today for the first time. <laughs> Fretting out. Um, I've only ever been in three three churches um, in my life, and this is the third one. Um, I'm a bit of a plotter, and I uh, came to Bayside when it started in the high school um, down the road. Um, I think, uh, what was the question? <laughs> what do I do? What do you uh, say? <laughs> I've been um, I've been a panel beater for 40 years, and I'm still a panel beater. Um, I 
at the moment I've uh, renewed my interest in it and um, restoring old cars for people, Jaguars, Mustangs, all that sort of stuff and do that during the week. Um, have a group of guys that come in and out of the workshop that keep me company, so yeah. Yeah, nice. And you um, you race a bit as well, don't you? Uh, yeah, um, anything cars, like the grand finals next weekend, Bathurst. <laughs> I don't know what everyone was excited about yesterday. Um, yeah, um, I, I've been racing. I had midlife crisis at 40. I'd never been to a racetrack or a, uh, anything at 40. And um, the second time I went to a racetrack, it was in my own car, so, which was only 40 in a few months. <laughs> so, um, and I've been doing it ever since. So it's just good fun, good adrenaline rush and all that sort of thing. Yeah, wow. that's cool. So um, how did you come across Frankston campus? What, um, yeah, do you want to? Oh, um, we'd come to uh, Bayside in, in Cheltenham a few times, having a hard time at the church we're at, and, and, uh, and then found out that it opened up here around the corner from the church I was going to, so it was a pretty easy transition. Mm. Yeah. So. Apparently we're coming up to 10 year anniversary as well, I believe this year, November I think, so it's pretty exciting. How you Zed? You guys started at Chelt, is that right? Yeah, yes, we um, lived in Bo Morris, so we went to Cheltenham uh, initially and uh, then we moved further up this way because our kids go to uh, Flinders Christian College in Caram Downs and so we, we came here and it was good to support Stuart anyway because he's a mate so that was uh, really good and Bayside's great I mean I, I've been in church a fair bit and seen a fair bit and I think this what we do here is awesome how about you Jane because you said before you came from overseas and so you would have been yeah, looking. Yeah, because I'm an international, what did you call me? An international, an international hero. Hero, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what everyone's saying. It's the word on the street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the rumours are true. Yeah. <laughs> not. Uh, yeah, no, we moved from New South Wales, which is not quite international, but <laughs> just, just saying. national state. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, we moved from Wollongong, which is just south of Sydney, at the start of last year. And actually, speaking of international, I did spend a year in Japan. Um, about 10 years ago uh, doing a missions trip and I met a girl there who was doing missions at the same time called Simone Trist who some of you might know yeah so I take it that you do and so she and her husband Simon were obviously here up until last year and when she found out that I was moving she invited us along and we tried it out and and really liked it and we were doing Cheltenham and Frankston on and off for a while sort of alternating but eventually we just felt that Frankston was where God had called us to be and it's been an absolute home for us and everybody's been very welcoming and lovely so it's been good. It's awesome we might stick with you Jane so um, I don't know if you want to give us some background about sort of how you became a Christian I think you grew up a Christian but maybe just um, some of the moments that have stood out to you along the journey where you've kind of just felt that were significant goal moments for you. 
Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so as Aaron said, I've grown up in a Christian home, which some of you can probably relate to that. And um, you have to, at some point, make that decision for yourself. You can't just live under your parents' wings all the time. Uh, I did actually accept Jesus into my heart at the age of two. <laughs> which um, I'll take it, whatever. <laughs> I'm sure God will take it as well, for that matter, which is more important. Um, but yeah, I've always had a sense of the Holy Spirit and just that partnership that we have together. And um, there was one moment in life, which was actually the whole Japan journey, that missions trip, where God just really spoke so much into my heart through that time. And I learned so much and I grew in my faith incredibly and probably some of the biggest things that I got out of that was just that connection that we do have with the Holy Spirit like I was praying before I went God I just want to have a, a deeper partnership with you I want to work alongside you you say that in your word that we have the power that raised Christ from the dead living in us like I want to experience that I want to do something with my life and so that was being in Japan and seeing people get saved and uh, baptized and discipling them into becoming leaders themselves and it was just an amazing thing like I would pray um, for a particular person and I'd just be saying Holy Spirit I want you to pinpoint that person this week I want you to work on them work on their hearts soften their hearts so that when I meet up with them that they're ready to hear your words and that what I say you know on anoint what I say so that it's that it's um, that it's bringing them further to you and closer to you and just persuade them that you're real and show them your love and and I just saw that it actually come to pass and it was just an incredible journey where I just really felt an intimacy with God that we were working together for his kingdom and yeah it's been um, such an encouragement to my faith uh, to have that in my experience yeah how did you um, get into music? Because I know you were doing a worship director role. and Yeah. Yep. Um, so I actually struggled a lot with shyness when I was a little kid. I had a massive phobia of people. I couldn't even say hello. Like the words would just choke up in my mouth. So um, some of you probably have seen me here up on stage. So obviously something's changed from back then. Um, and it was just in one moment really when God, uh, I was just, I wasn't even trying to get prayed for, but someone actually prayed for me in a church service without asking me. And God just did amazing work. And it was literally when after I got prayed for that something had just broken off my life and um, I was able to talk to people and look them in the eye and I was even being bold enough to invite them along to connect group and, and have a conversation with people and that was probably about the age of 12 and then at the age of 13 my singing teacher said come and join the choir and because yeah, she was the choir director at church at the time. So yeah, she she invited me along and I just did it to help her out. And I thought, well, I'm at the in the choir at the back, no one will see me. And then eventually my leaders just kept asking me to do um, more out there kind of roles. And eventually that was worship leading. And I guess I'd always just taken the approach that I will submit to my leadership and trust 
that they see something in me that I do not see and I did not want to do it at all. Like it freaked me out so much. But um, yeah, I just thought, no, I'll, I'll trust in them that they see something. And then after I started doing it, I really felt that God had anointed me to do to do that, to be in music. And um, I was talking to some girls about it yesterday and I think God really uses people like that anyway because you're not going to attract attention to yourself. You're not seeking attention. You actually don't want it. So maybe God was using that to to sort of say, well, I'm going to get the glory. He's going to get the glory and I'm not, I don't want it, you know. So, That's yeah. so cool. I think it's good just to see a bit of the person behind, say, the worship leader, because, you know, you, you might look um, at, say, Jane leading or, or people on the stage and, and it's easy to just think, oh, she's just a natural ability, obviously, you know, whatever. We just make assumptions. But to hear that, that it started with, at, you know, just a shy girl, but then over the process of time, God was just working on it. And, you know, looking at Casey, I know that that might have been some of your journey as well. And I think it's just so encouraging because we look at people on the stage um, and, and but it, it starts in a moment, you know, and, and God, um, you know, we all have to start somewhere. And I love that God believes in us so much and he's so... Um, he so wants to bring out the best in us that he's willing to go on that journey with us, uh, which is which is really cool. Zed, why don't you um, you want to share some of your journey? Okay. Um, well, I'm not. I didn't grow up in a Christian home, so I'm a little different. Um, our home was probably more alcohol fueled and and stuff like that. So it was a fairly challenging upbringing. I gave my life to the Lord when I was about 18. And um, my, one of my school friends uh, left uh, Melbourne and went to Sydney. And I'd on gone school holidays. One of the things I really enjoyed doing was going to visit him. And his uh, parents ended up giving their hearts to the Lord. And there was this, this huge change in, in lifestyle. And so when I went up there after they'd given their hearts to the Lord and we knew they'd become Christians and I thought, well, this is going to be a fairly challenging holiday. Um, but I wanted to go anyway. So I, I went and one of the, one of the pre curses to going was that I had to go to church. Uh, how long is it? And I weighed up and measured it all up and oh, okay, I can handle a couple of hours on the Sunday against six other days of the week when we can do whatever we want. So I went and we arrived and I remember crossing the threshold of their front door and I felt something different and it was a, a really a stark difference and you know they weren't watching TV anymore and they had changed their lifestyle from you know partying and drinking and everything. The, the, the change was so dramatic that I, I had to pay attention you know so anyway we did our normal stuff and I ended up going to church and, you know, we saw what was going on and, you know, it was okay. I wasn't really yes or no. And I remember sitting out the back um, in this townhouse in Sydney in Newtown and the sun's shining. We're having a chat and they're talking to me about Christianity. And I said, well, well look, if I'm going to do this Christian thing, I'm going to have to be the guy at the front um, as a bit of a joke. Um, and of course, when you when you say those things, God is listening. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't realise that at the time. 
And they went, oh, ha, ha, yeah, yeah, that'd be good. And I said, well, you know, I'm all in or I'm all out, as, you know, and a bit of a, as you, the tough guy, 17-year-old dude says. <laughs> anyway, so during that particular time, I eventually said, you know, I want to give my heart to the Lord. And the lady who was there, her name was Jack, and she quickly yelled out to Les, Les, quick, get in here. And they quickly grabbed me before I could change my mind <laughs> and just started praying in tongues over me and, you know, something happened I don't know what happened at the time but something's happening and I felt something happen inside me and they said well that's it you're good to go and right okay and I was wandering around the house a bit and I felt God say to me go upstairs and pray and I'm like oh, okay so I went upstairs and I'm, I'm kneeling by my bed and I can't hear anything I can't see anything can't feel anything so I came wandering back down fairly dejected thinking that Oh, I'm just hearing things. It's just, I'm, I'm losing it. I'm losing it. This is all kooky, spiritual, Christian stuff. Yeah. And so again, it happened. So I went back again and I felt the Lord say to me, um, John, uh, I think it's John 4, 4, I think. And that's all I heard. So I came down and I said to Les, I need a Bible. So I quickly opened the Bible and I went to 1 John 4, 4. And 1 John 4, 4 says, Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And I read this to them. And so, I mean, I could have gone to any John. There's four Johns in there. There's the major John and the other Johns. And There's a few Johns. Well, you know what I'm yeah. talking about, right? I do. You get confused a bit. John's the one, the little ones. And Anyway, so I didn't know anything. I, I didn't read the Bible. So I understand. And that was my conversion at that point. Um, and the part about then being up the front, I ended up, eventually going to Bible college for a number of years um, with, with Pastor Christy. Everyone knows Christy. Um, again, if you want some stories about <laughs> what really went on back then, I got some good ones. Uh, and ended up being um, having a um, pastor's credential eventually and, and so on, which, again, I had to relinquish for a number of other reasons. But um, So my journey's been quite significant in the church. And uh, so here we are now. And um, this is my second marriage, so I've, I've been through two marriages, not looking to go for another one. Yeah. Hallelujah, amen. Yeah, you got a good one. And that's another story how God did that. Mm. And uh, I, I could talk a lot about mm. what God has done through me over the years, but I promised you, Tom, that you'd have to have your go, dude. <laughs> Thanks, Ed. Um, well, I, I grew up on, on the west coast of Tassie in, in a place called Lake Margaret, which just outside of Queenstown, and it's pretty much rainforest there. And um, the first um, wasn't a Christian family, didn't grow up in a Christian family until mum became a Christian later on as well. Um, and my first awareness of God was uh, was probably about 15 or 16, and and I just realised where I was in, in nature and and how beautiful it was. And I remember coming to me. I said, "There has to be a God. It just couldn't happen by itself." And and it was just from a little shoot coming out of the ground. And I was in this huge rainforest area. It was beautiful, still is. Um, and, and that was my first 
realization that there was God and and and, um, and uh, didn't take any notice of it for for a, while, a couple of years later. Um, in Tasmania, you can get your license at 17. So, and I was obviously in cars. Already had a car at that age, and um, tragedy happened. Father decided to move out of Tassie, so couldn't get me license for another year. That was a real tragedy. <laughs> and then I realised you could get a motorbike, so I got a motorbike, um, and um, we moved to Frankston and. Um, my cousin asked me to go along to a youth group thing they had on a Saturday and um, they had uh, the God Squad come down and it was a 40 degree day and um, I remember sitting in um, one of those little round blow up waiting kids pools with two of the God Squad members sitting in there with me <laughs> and uh, and uh, we talked all afternoon, got sunburnt, um, all that sort of stuff. And, um, and they invited us to go along to um, CRC down in the Masonic Hall in Frankston. That was a, must have been a Sunday because we went there. And um, I gave my heart to the Lord at that service at age, oh, I would have been about 18 at that time. And um, yeah, so I'll be became a Christian there and, and then moved to um, Full, Full Blessing Church or Frankston Baptist Church where I met Chris and um, there was something I was going to say. It'll come to me. And um, sort of just had um, such a good time as at 18 um, in, a, in the youth group and um, something we, we actually had a, a reunion yesterday for that youth group 40 years ago and um, it was just incredible to meet up with all those people that influenced my life, uh, my peers at that time. Um, it was really good. Um, and um, being um, like you, I was very shy. I remember the first time I got up in a meeting and um, there was six people in the meeting and I got up on stage and I fainted. I was that scared, <laughs> scared of actually talking. Um, that's why you don't see me up the front that, that often. Um, and just th over, over my Christian life, I've always, you know, people say you should get up front and talk and do it. And I've never really been like that. And I really believe that when God's planted you in a place, even though I'm in a, in a workshop um, in the back of nowhere. Um, several guys have come to the Lord through that and, and it's just been my ministry is to, you know, encourage other people and, and, uh, and talk to them when they need to be talked to. That's so. awesome. And, so, um, so I've been, been a Christian now for 40 years, a bit over 40 years now. So. Yeah, I love it. It's great. Song. Uh, I'm just conscious of time, but why don't we just maybe stay with you, Jane? We'll just go across and, and maybe um, just share something you feel God's maybe challenging you on or has been 
maybe the last few weeks, months, something like that? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll try and be quick. Um, yeah, so um, as I said, we moved here last year and um, that's been a huge change for me. We were four months married, I think, at the time. And so there was a lot of adjustment going on and, and there still is for me and, and there's a lot of challenge in that. Um, and to be honest, I'm in one of those seasons where God has kind of it feels like he's taken a step back and it's one of those seasons where I have to remind myself that it's probably the time that he's doing the most work in me but it's just not being able to sense his presence easily and not being able to find him very easily which is which is hard after so many years you you kind of expect that your relationship with God just projects onwards and upwards all the time but it is actually it takes detours and, and it can be rocky and, and take all sorts of shapes and forms. Um, so, yeah, and I, I think what I was saying to Aaron before when we were chatting, like I just have had to remind myself of times in the past where God has come through for me. You know, I've been through desert seasons before where God has said, just trust me, and then he's shut his mouth for about two years. And it's like, well, what the, you know? And um, yeah, but then at the end of those seasons, the beauty that comes out of that is something that you cannot get if life is easy, that, that you just don't learn unless you walk through and don't give up and I'm not saying that I've got it perfectly I've wanted to give up so many times um, and you know I still struggle with that I'm not out of it yet but I still have my hope in Jesus and I'm trying to learn from him how to balance the tension between having hope which you need for faith but also managing disappointed expectations at the same time when your hopes are not fulfilled right away. And how do you wait? How do you wait patiently with a good attitude and with confidence in your trust in God and, and all of that? So that's my journey at the moment. And yeah, I'm just walking through that. That's good. Thanks, Jane. Um, I've had a couple of things. Um, bit of a prodigal son moments. Um, I think after um, when I had to lay down my minister's credential quite some time ago and my first marriage had ended and there were a number of other things that um, happened in an 18 month period, I, you know, we, I wouldn't say I'd ran away from God, but I certainly said, here's the door and you can't come in um, and spent quite a number of years uh, doing my own thing. And it only was just recently that um, God was just working on me in reference to, you know, the prodigal son returning and him accepting me back and that I wasn't feeling guilty about all the things that had happened and mm. all that kind of stuff. So that's been a very interesting um, process. Uh, and the other one was um, only just recently, a couple of weeks ago, I felt God speak to me and and mentioned that he was more interested in the condition of my heart than the condition of my wallet. Um, we are currently in a, well, we have been for quite some time in a, what we call a financial wilderness, I suppose. Mm. Um, partly some of our own doing and partly someone else's doing, but we are here and we've had to really trust God in what God is doing in, in terms of our finances long-term. Mm. And they're hard lessons to be learned. I sort of know them from a theory point of view, but occasionally you have to be reminded uh, that God is really keen on 
dealing with what's in here. <laughs> Even if you don't like it. It's funny, I was talking to someone the other day and I said, look, if, if I was to describe God, I'd call him a surgeon, an open heart surgeon. Because he works on us really challenge, on challenging stuff in here. So, um, look, I, personally, I think it's harder than riding the bike. Because um, that comes easy for me. It's when we have to work on us on the inside that's been the most challenging part so yeah. that's been me the last couple of weeks um in in um in my life i suppose i think a lot i think a lot and um you know um got plenty of time when you're just rubbing away cars and stuff like that um and you know, I, I, I spent a long time in a church that was fairly legalistic and, and you couldn't do this and you couldn't do that and, and took a, it's, take, it's taken a long time to get out of that and Bayside is a really great place to do that. And, um, you know, I get tied up with, uh, you know, what's sin and, and, and um, you know, and people talk about all the different levels of sin and... and um, it doesn't really matter. The consequences of your sins is what is different, not the sin itself. And um, for me, um, we've been listening to Shane Willard and um, he came to the church here a few years ago and um, he talks not in, in terms of sin or not sinning, he turn, talks in uh, terms of light and darkness and you're either moving towards the darkness or you're moving towards the light and Jesus being the light and if you're moving towards him, um, that's the challenge. And we all fall back. We always do something that's not going towards the light. You turn around and go to, back towards the darkness, but you've got to keep turning around. And that's what Christ, my, my faith's all about, is from the start, you turned around from your darkness towards Jesus. And, and um, it happens every day. You do it every day. And, and that's the challenge for me. That's great. Awesome. It's been, uh, it's been awesome just to hear from these guys. And um, you know, as I was preparing, I just kind of felt like God was saying um, for each of us not to despise our own story because uh, each of you represents a story. And I think when we allow God in to our world, even though sometimes it might feel like a mess, um, our story becomes one of his grace and his faithfulness as we allow him in. And so I just want to encourage you uh, not to despise yourself or despise who you are, because each of us, like I said, when we allow God into our lives, we can, where each of us, we have a story and, 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 and God in that, when we invite him in, we can see his grace in our story and his, and his faithfulness. So I encourage you, you know, if you, if you attend a connect group or you want to, um, maybe doing something like this, sharing uh, each other's stories, um, because I think, you know, it's just been so encouraging hearing these guys today. Can we just put our hands together for these guys once more? <laughs> Being vulnerable and real with us. We'll just stand, we'll all stand together, and I'm just going to close in prayer. 
Thank you, Father. God, we just thank you uh, for this morning, for, for uh, everything that has happened. And uh, we just thank you for your goodness towards us. I pray that everyone would leave encouraged today. We thank you for, for Jane and Zed and, and Tom for sharing. And I just, um, I just pray that as we leave, that those words, that I believe there's, there's perhaps one thing that each of us can take away that will encourage us. And so we just uh, thank you for this morning. And uh, we pray your blessing upon this coming week. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Feel free to stick around and uh, enjoy the sun. See you guys.